Hi, I'm Namrata. I'm from Mumbai, India, originally, but I live in London right now. And I am currently working as a data scientist at Bumble. And my fun fact is that I have a cat named Lumi, and she's four years old. That's Namrata from M19. This week, we're diving deep into Nam's story on humans of Minerva. Welcome to Humans of Minerva, a podcast which captures the interesting stories of humans at Minerva. I'm your host, Ben, and today I'll be sitting down with Namrata from N19. Hey, Nam. Hi, Ben. How's it going? Really good. I'm excited to be here. To give our listeners a little bit of a context, Nam is currently sitting across from me in my bedroom in Brooklyn, New York. Great bedroom. What do you think? Really good, really good bedroom. Love the snowboard. Yes, skateboard. there's a snowboard on the wall, <laughs> and I have broken two of my first bones on that exact snowboard. Ouch. Yep. Don't mm. envy you. <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about Lumi. Okay. When did you find him, her? Her. Her, okay. She, her. She, her. <laughs> um, and why Lumi? So I moved to Austin just as the pandemic began. Mm-hmm. I thought my office would reopen. It did not. And I feel like I had so much free time, so I thought maybe now is the perfect time to adopt a cat. I, yeah. I really wanted a cat. And she was actually the first cat that I went to see, and she was a mom. She had just given birth to four kittens, mm. and all the kittens got adopted, but nobody wanted a mom. And I was like, no, she's mine. Yeah. We had an instant connection. Yeah. Yeah. And why Lumi? When I first started showing pictures of her to people they would be like she's a little she looks like a little snow leopard and so i started googling how you say snow in different languages and i saw a bunch of different translations but snow in finnish is mm. lumi Aww. and i saw it and i was like this is so her yeah you know it's so her it's she's, a great word it's a great word lumi lumi it's perfect she's how do you perfect. spell that L-U-M-I. L-U-M-I. Okay. She's perfect. <laughs> and for our listeners, you moved to the UK and Lumi... Came with me. Came yeah, with so I, I adopted her in Austin. Yeah. During my brief, like, two and a half month stint there. Mm-hmm. Austin Siamese Rescue, shout out. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I moved back up to Ithaca, New York, where I spent the rest of the pandemic. And so we went from Austin to Ithaca, and then I moved to London. So Ithaca to London. And you were just telling me earlier how Lumi is much happier. In, in London? London? Yeah, way happier than I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we gotta dig into that. What's what's going on in London? No, no. I, I just think that she is so happy in London because she can be an outdoor cat. And My, you can't. No, I can't. <laughs> I really just want to climb trees and chase squirrels. Um, it's culturally so much more acceptable there to, to be, be up. trees. For Yeah. Than you. Yeah, than me. Unfortunately, in the U.S., I can just <laughs> climb, climb trees. any tree. Yeah, good. Not in my, London. My tree climbing abilities in the U.S. just took off. Yeah, the Brits the are not Brits, about it. They're not climbers. Yeah. They're just really not. Like somebody needs to get in there. Right, right. Needs to get in there. I have to assume that's not the only reason you're not having as much fun as she is. It's well, not the tree thing. It's it's interesting because I just feel like I had found my community in Ithaca. Yeah. I found that people were very aligned with their values. People were quite politically minded and they acted on it. I, there were so many activists that I was friends with. And I don't know. I just felt like the place had values that I deeply connected with. Whereas I'm still looking for that community in London. Not gotcha. to say that I am 
there's potential. There's yeah. potential there. We can workshop it. Yes, you know? absolutely. Yeah. And we are jumping a little ahead here. We're going to put a pin on that and talk about it in just a bit. Okay, cool. Let's so, do it. To start, you were born in Mumbai? or no? Yeah. Well, I was born in a town close Outside? to Mumbai. Okay, so not in, in For the, all intents and purposes, it's Mumbai. That's why I like tell the people. the metropolitan area? Yeah. No? Okay. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. Yeah, I was born there. Born and raised. I spent, I think, 17 years of my life there. Wow. With a brief exception at 15, where I bounced over to France for an exchange. Oh. Came back after a year. Finished high school. Then I left and I've been out since. As an exchange student? Or... Well, so when I was 15, I did the exchange. Then right. I came back, spent 16 and 17 in Mumbai. Yeah. Then 17, I scooted off to Spain for a year. Mm. That's where I began uni, actually. Fun fact. Oh, yeah. okay. I loved it, actually. It was so great. Tiny town called Segovia, mm. outside Madrid. But then I found out about Minerva. The rest is history. And the rest is history. Yeah. I just knew. I just knew. I remember seeing like Gabby's face on the website, <laughs> being so excited. Seven different cities, four <laughs> years, bringing me back. Hell yeah. 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 Did you grow up in the exact same house all of those years? Yes. Yes. I take two steps back. My parents, my dad is from like the center of Mumbai. But then when he wanted to start a family, he wanted to buy a house and buying a house is more affordable in well a flat in the more suburbs of mumbai mm-hmm. so then i yeah i pretty much grew up there but then when i left for college my parents moved mm. so now i go back to a different i see place. i see yeah and did you grow up with any siblings i'm an only child cool how do you feel about that terrible really yeah Why? siblings are the best siblings yeah. are the best yeah honestly i think that i, I was happier when I was younger, to be an only child. Because then I would see all my friends having to like, share a bedroom. <laughs> yeah. What the hell is that? Yeah, yeah. Um, I did that for most of my life. Right? And yeah. I had my own space. I felt so cool. Yeah. But now I wish I had somebody in my generation to understand and deal with the drama yes. that comes with our parents. Yeah. We're like a parental generation, you know? No, I will say that's the best part about having siblings. You're right. I feel like... Kids have a better time being an only child than adults do. Yeah, 100%. That's such yeah. a good way to put it. I haven't thought of it that way until you That's said that. That's such a good way to put Because you're right. When I was a kid, I used to be like envious of these only children because I'm like, yeah, they don't have to share things. You yeah. Know? Like, I feel like when you're younger, you also fight so much more with your siblings. 100%. Because it's so personal and petty and you're yeah. like, mom... Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like so annoying to have siblings. Yeah. But then you get older and you realize like, oh, actually we can be friends. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And like only they understand the craziness that is like our family and Exactly. You know. That that bit. Yeah. (laughs) That bit. That's so interesting. I started joking around saying that every Christmas, like, I'm gonna ask Santa for siblings. (laughs) (laughs) Santa's not gonna be Yeah, I don't know. You know that Santa's not real. No, I what? I'm, j- I'm you're, kidding. You're j- I'm joking. Oh my god, Ben. Nah, you know me. I fucking love Santa. <laughs> Santa plays a big role in India. Huge. Yeah. He's the main guy. Yeah. He's the big boss. He's the big boss. Yeah, Christian Santa's big in India. Love. How about cousins? Did you have any cousins your age? Or was it mostly you were the baby of the family? No, I actually, I actually did. I I mean, do I still do. She's alive and well. <laughs> Um, her name is Samia. She's a year yeah. and a half older than I am. Yeah. And 
actually we had so much fun yeah we would do just little projects and we were little like she lived in a different city yeah so where my grandma lived so we would go down there to where my grandma lived and then she and i would we would write songs or choreograph dances or make plays and perform in front of her family it was just so she's cool oh she's cool that's cute she's cool as yeah. heck where is she at now she's in mumbai working okay. being stay a in touch. girl boss Every time I go back, I see her. We hang out. I love her so much, and yeah. she's a sister to me. Yeah, yeah. Know? Actually, I'm interested in, as you see, like, you and Samia. Samia. Mm-hmm. Samia's life paths sort of separate. You yeah. guys started in the same place, and for most of your life, you had like the same life yeah. trajectory. And in the, I imagine the past few years, you guys have really different differed and sort of arched off particularly you you really left and i wonder um, defected well <laughs> defected yes that's one way to put it and i, I imagine this is a, a question i'm asking because i imagine this is something that a lot of people at minerva yeah likely feel is that they'll look at people from home that they grew up with yeah and <clears throat> see a potential other life that they could have had if they didn't leave mm. and i wonder first of all is that something you feel and second how has your relationship with her and home in relation mm. changed over the past few years from both minerva yeah. and now beyond i mean you're asking a very good question very good questions i definitely thought about it a lot i don't think i view it so much as what my life would have looked like mm. because in some senses I have many people that I know from back home that give me a very good mental model of what my life would have looked like if mm-hmm. I had stayed home I the deeper desire that I even now have is I wish she had done a similar thing to me mm. I wish that she had also left home I see as opposed to like oh I I wonder what would have been like if I had stayed home. Because if I wanted to go back to India, I would have. Right. But there's a reason that I didn't, right? Mm. I I think maybe, and this might be true for other Minervans too, but it feels like we're doing this thing because it really helped us, at least it helped me find myself. And it, I'm still figuring out what is home. Yeah. But I know for a fact that the narrow idea of what home meant when you are a 10-year-old, like, my address is this and that's my home, you know? That's not not it. And I just wish she had been on the same journey as me. And I wish more of my friends back home had been on that journey as me because that is what I find more relatable. Right, right. I changed and I wish she had changed too in the same way that I did. So I had more, someone to relate to my experience right now. Absolutely. Yeah. So was it always the case when you were young that you knew you were going to leave? No. Okay. No. What happened? No. In fact, I never thought in my wildest like imagination that I would ever leave. Okay. But then when I was 15, 14, yeah. I think at the time, I heard this girl called Michael Pai speak about her experience as an exchange student in Belgium. And she had won this award for being the best exchange student. And I heard her speak and I was like, damn. What does it mean to be the best exchange student? It's quite subjective, I think. But yeah, basically it means that you really embody the values of doing a cultural exchange. Like you take the time to learn the language. Mm, You take the time to actually be proficient in the language. You take the time to get to know locals as opposed to just spending time with you know other foreigners because that's the more comfortable thing like you 
very much put the effort into being uncomfortable because yeah. that, mean, that will actually, you know, further yeah. cultural understanding. So she got the award. Yeah. I saw her and I was like, damn, she's girl bossing. Yeah. I want to do that too. Yeah. And that's why I applied for yeah. the exchange. And I don't know, when I went, I had this, I, I think I was quite... I think it was like nationalist pride I felt a lot of that mm-hmm. and I felt like I was going to go abroad and like be a proud Indian citizen and that was the motivation but I think going on exchange really started to make me realize that hang on like I grew up with this really strong na- identity as an Indian person like being Indian was very much a central active part of my identity but like going abroad and seeing people from all these places and I was like holy shit there's so much more. Yeah. And now that I've seen all of this, I can't unsee it and go back to how I used to be. And that's when I... And I knew. I was like... When I got back, that was the one big thing. I was like, I want to travel again. I want to travel again. Wow. And yeah. It were, was... was your community surprised? Or did they see it coming? They were surprised. They were sad. Mm, yeah. They were sad. Like, why do you want to leave? Yeah. I think my family's still sad. You know? Yeah. I feel like that's something a lot of people can probably relate to. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I've had a pretty complicated relationship with it. Because at first, I remember my mom had once, I'm at peace and love, you know, like I get where she's coming from and being the mother to an only child after a series of extremely complicated pregnancies. Like I get why she would be, she would want to hold on to her baby, you know, I get that. But I remember my mom saying, this is actually why I was applying for Minerva and I hadn't found anything like that since my exchange and it suddenly felt like, holy shit, this is cool. Um, and I told her, I'm, I want to apply, but I'm scared because I don't want to get rejected. And then she said, just don't apply. Oh, wow. Okay. She was like, don't do it. Yeah, yeah. She okay. don't do it. And mm-hmm. I think that sentiment, my mom is straight up said to me, that she regrets that I ever went on exchange because and not in a bad way right like for her her daughter completely changed Mm. after going away for a year like I became someone she could no longer recognize and that was that is super scary yeah you know to be a parent to a child that you just don't relate to don't recognize someone who has different values than you so like I get it I do get it but I think it broke my heart because for me that was the thing that completely changed the trajectory of my life and made me who I am today. And that is the thing that she deeply regrets the most, you know? Yeah, that's but really complicated. Uh, yeah. Wow. It's a... Yeah, that's a mixed bag right there. Yeah. It's yeah. a mixed bag for sure. Yeah. The bag is full of the mixed things. <laughs> Do you find time to visit? I didn't visit in the pandemic, okay. obviously. Yeah, makes sense. But I've been going back. I've been trying to go back at least for three weeks every year. So I did that last year. I did that this year. And that's been good. That's been really good. I have decided that the, even if we have different values, the one way that we can bond is by going on trips together. Yeah, yeah. So we're doing trips together now. Oh, where have yeah. you guys been? We went to the north of India in the mountains. This is so nice. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. So beautiful. Everybody should go. The mountains. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about the Indian mountains. I'll give you a geography lesson after this. Okay, great. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I got you, bud. Yeah. <laughs> so moving into Minerva, we'll, we'll, we'll spend a bit of time on it, but not too much, because I do want to hear about mostly your life now in London. Mm-hmm. But just for our curious listeners, 
why don't we start with why Minerva? Did it meet your expectations? Why Minerva? Because I wanted to learn languages. Oh, really? Yeah. Which ones did you want to learn? I wanted to learn German. I wanted to learn Spanish. And I really wanted to learn Korean. I didn't succeed. German, I probably succeeded the most at. I remember and Spanish also, kind of. I took Korean lessons with Julian and Laura in Buenos Aires. But my Korean just didn't fly. I gotta work <laughs> on that. Maybe in the... In the next few years. Who knows? Never say never. Yes, exactly. Life yeah. is long. Yeah. But I think in that regard, I don't think my Minerva experience lived up to it, right? Because I realized that we were doing four months in a city speaking English all the time without the proper infrastructure to actually mingle with locals. Yeah. It was just an un... I didn't know back then, but it was an unreali- unrealistic expectation. Absolutely. Um, did it meet my expectations? I don't know. Minerva is so complicated. Mm-hmm. I have make you know complex feelings about these four years. I mean, I made lifelong besties. You know, I found family. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, I'm very grateful for it, and I don't regret it. But I did definitely struggle through it. Yeah, I think. In yeah. what ways? What I realized is I actually am someone who needs a lot of stability and a sense of groundedness. Mm-hmm. And in some senses, I I recently heard a rumor on the grapevine that. In the next new graduating classes in the new world of Minerva, they're going to do five cities instead of seven, right? Yeah. I don't know, something I mean, like that. They're taking, they're taking London out. I know, I know, I know. And yeah. I, I am, I saw that, and I was like, I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. You, you don't, you, you, you like it better without London. No, not about the London bit, but just that there are fewer cities. Yes, like I right, heard right. that they were doing San Francisco one year, Buenos Aires one year, Berlin one year. And then Seoul and Taipei. Something yeah. like that. I don't know. I'm just making it up. So for our listeners, neither of us know the official information. So they'll take yeah. it as a grain of salt. Yeah. I think that my ideal Minerva experience would have actually been a year in a city. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know which cities I've, we would have chosen. Don't ask me that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You, you read my mind. <laughs> I will um, not. Okay. Um, yeah. But in complication, was it mostly hard to just move around so much? Was it the being far away from friends and family? So, funny that you mentioned the friends and family thing. I do actually regret that my family didn't visit me in any of the cities. I wish they had. Like, I think that they would have seen a pretty important part of me. But I don't think that's why I said that. I feel like as a part of M19, we were guinea pigs, you know? Yeah. And we signed up to be. Like, we did that very knowingly. So, it's not to fault Minerva. But I don't... I, I kind of wish that we had been a part of a more established... Institution. Institution. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that, I think, there were learnings for sure, but that was also really hard. Yeah. And in the moment, I think we all kind of downplayed how hard it was, you know? Yeah, I'm sure you guys did. Yeah, we were, like, coping. Yeah. <laughs> we were disassociating and coping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember, like, I had to take this one class, yeah. CS11, to graduate. Yeah. But I had heard that people had taken that class, and it was no bueno. So I was like, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do this. And I kept pushing it to my final semester. But by that time, because people had given so much feedback, the class had gotten so good. Oh, it got so good. That's so annoying. And so then I took the class. Then uh-huh. after everybody gave feedback and I was like, this is the power <laughs> of feedback and this is the power of like the M19 feedback. Yeah. Um, you guys really built the foundations, I laid know. the groundwork. And now we don't even know what it is, you know? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. so different. Um, it's... I've made friends after Minerva who went to 
more established places and had like actual kind of you know student clubs and hobbies that they picked up during college because there was the infrastructure and i i wish i had that mm-hmm. if i were to go to school again i would do the 180 i would just go to like a brick and mortar like yeah been around for exams. 150 years <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you know i mean a lot of alums do that yeah right? like i feel I like a it. lot of our classmates just went off and found the most Yeah. Like, so, and yeah, I I would do the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I feel no need to redo what we did. Yeah. <laughs> no, I keep seeing ads for like this one. I think it was London Business School that's like three years, three different cities. Like keep that to yourself. Isn't Arna doing something like that? <laughs> like apparently I think oh, he's he spending yeah. like he's yeah. Oh, that's true, because he was, like, going to prom. Yeah, and then another one, I, was, I remember being shocked when I heard him. <laughs> I was like, you want to do this again? Like, <laughs> what like, are you talking about? Good for you, my brother in Christ. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, so now we are four years out from graduation. Yeah. Damn, four years. Yeah. Has it felt like four years or has it felt more, less? You know, it's interesting. It's, I, it's, it's definitely not felt like four years. Okay. Because I feel like I'm still figuring out my life, you know? Mm-hmm. And maybe like back in 2019, I would have thought that in like four years from now, I would be extremely well set up and stuff. And I, I would have projected for me in this point to feel... way more in control of my life and very confident about what direction I'm going in and honestly I'm just figuring things out still yeah so yeah time flies yeah time flies let that be reassurance to all the uh to the younglings to the Minerva seniors who are probably stressed about their entire lives for not getting so true oh my gosh interview You know. I was so stressed about that. Yeah. Honestly, since we're saying that I got my the job that I'm in right now, I only got it in March 2020. Yeah. So, like, yeah. my my proper big girl job, yeah, March like, 2020. That's almost I, a year after graduation. Yeah. Yeah. But there were things I was doing in the middle that were super fun, and yeah. life does actually figure itself out. Yes. I need to be that person. So, London. London. Seems like you have mixed feelings. It's a 7 on, like, 7 on 10. Oh, okay, 7's not bad, though. 6.5. Okay, <laughs> we dropped it, it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> you lived there a year now? Two? Almost two years. Almost two, two almost years. Almost two years. Yeah, because I moved in December 2021, and then... And why did you do that? Because my OPT was about to run out in July. So it was actually March 2021. Yeah. And my boss at the time was like, so what's your plan? It runs out next year. And I was like, honestly, I have no clue what my plan is. They couldn't sponsor my H1B in the US, but they could actually sponsor my visa in London. Okay. And I was like, why not? Why not? Yeah. Good city. Why not? Yeah. yeah. And how has it been compared to what you thought it would be? I didn't have an idea of what it was going to be. It's so funny, like in London, I've had this conversation with so many people and people always say like, oh yeah, British people, they'll be kind of distant for a while until you kind of crack the ice almost and then they are super warm and welcoming, but that takes time. I think walls are high, but then you like slowly bring them down. Whereas 
compared to like in the US, everybody's really nice to you on your face. Yeah. yeah. But they don't actually have the intention of being your friend. Yeah. I do think that in general, from the people that I have interacted with in the UK, like that's something that they take pride in for being very sincere. But I actually prefer when somebody's just nice to me. Yeah. Like, have a chat with me on the tube, on the metro, or yeah. wherever, t- on the subway. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want people to just say, hi, how are you? Yeah. Like, I've... the friendly nature of yeah. the US over the politeness of the British. I think it's a preference thing. But I've realized by myself that I would much rather you're nice to me and say hi so that like I can go about my day and think like oh that was a really nice interaction mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even though even if it doesn't lead anywhere yeah you know yeah absolutely yeah so there feels like a cultural like yeah a little bit of a clash yeah doesn't feel fully comfortable it's not, I'm comfortable but I'm that's not necessarily my values but my preference your preferences yes yeah, yeah. my preference yeah. is to just be walking down the street chit-chatting saying hi yeah you know yes absolutely yeah and if you could, would you move away? Depends on where. Mm. Depends on where. Where? I come back at the U.S. in a heartbeat. Okay. I'll do New York specifically. Okay. I loved living in Ithaca. Yeah. I love the Hudson Valley. I yeah. love the Catskills. I love New York City. Yeah. I love. I love all of it. Yeah. I love all of it so much. Yeah. So I would do it in a heartbeat. Is there? an opportunity to do that you think in the coming years i would say never okay you know you're kind of just going with the flow right now though yeah okay i think at the current moment just in spite of everything being in london actually makes a lot of sense for my long-term life setup it gives me way in the u.s if you're on an h1b you're kind of just tied to your employer yeah and it's actually very hard to change jobs and stuff and also very hard to get an h1b in the first place yes in london that's not the case like it is hard to get sponsored but if you find like a good company once somebody wants to sponsor you it'll happen but here it's like company wants to sponsor you but you may or may not get it so there's a level of uncertainty that i don't have in my life um also in the uk it's actually much easier to change jobs and i think their immigration system is a little bit better set up for someone like me mm-hmm. compared to the U.S. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. So making good decisions with the long term. We're being an adult now. That's great. We're being, we're not being chaotic. Look at that. Wow. Yeah. Adulthood. Long term planning. I know. Look at me. I'm not a planner. <laughs> but speaking of long term, mm-hmm. what is your ideal life in five years Oh, I want to be with friends, mm-hmm. live by the sea, make art, Yeah, be like super involved with the community, mm-hmm. hang out with my cat, maybe yeah. have another cat. Two cats. Two cats, oh. at least. Damn, ambitious dreams. I know. <laughs> big I dreams be... from Namrata. Big, huge dreams. <laughs> Two cats by the ocean. Okay, so you. it seems like you're, you're aiming for more of a serene life. Mm-hmm. Focus on... Community, calmness, nature, nature, animals. Yeah. Are you looking to live in one of those shared housing situations or do you want your own place? I think I want my own place. Yeah. (laughs) I want my own place. Uh, Actually, it's funny when my lease is up, I will definitely move in with a group of people in London, but I want a place by myself, but near other Mm. friends, you know, like Mm -hmm. very only child answer. It is. I'm just used to my <laughs> I'm just used to my No, hey, nobody's faulting you for that. That's great. 
Just my cats and me. Just you and your cats? Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. old is Lumi now? Four and a half. Oh. She's not old at all. No. She was a very young mom. <laughs> she's a very young. She was a year old when she had her babies. Oh. <laughs> I know. It's terrible. She's not having any more babies. Okay, though. cool. So that's cool, good. Cool, cool, cool. Good for her. Yeah. It, yeah, good for her. Damn. That's quite common in cats. Oh, really? Yeah. I guess I don't know the cat timeline <laughs> of cat maternity. <laughs> yeah, she's done the mom thing. Yeah. Hey, you know what? She passed on the baton and now she just gets to hang out with you in London. She hang out, she does. Yeah. <laughs> hang out and sleep and eat. Mm-hmm. Best life. So speaking of hang out in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> what do we think about that segue? Amazing. <laughs> I thought we'd spend a bit of time on... Convivium. Yes. Now, I don't actually know the listenership of this podcast, which okay. makes me not a very good host, but I imagine there will be listeners both from the current student body and from alumni. Amazing. So maybe for our current student body, a quick intro to what Convivium is and maybe the, the lore the of lore. Convivium. Because now we have it. What do you mean by like, the lore? Like, how did it begin? What is oh, it? True. You know? Okay. So... The, the TLDR version is, because we could keep talking about it yeah. for days on end, Convivium is a retreat for all Minerva alumni by Minerva alumni. It was actually, the first one happened in 2022, and it was organized by Lewis and Nat and Matt and Tony. Blend, yes. They are alumni from M19 and M20. And it happened in the Redwoods in California. And it was this like three days that we spent in the woods with each other. No technology, like no cell phone reception. Wow. Just like connected. And it was amazing. It was just out of this world. It was crazy to be in person with each other. And I remember after the first one, I told Matt, I'm going to help make the next one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And here you are. And here... Two years later. Oh, a year and a half later. Yeah. Planning the next one. Yeah. If you're an alumni member and you haven't signed up for Convivium, do it right now. That's my plug. Yeah. No, absolutely. (laughs) I very much support this. I will be at Convivium 2022. Well, no. 2024. 2024? I was at Convivium 2022, which was the first one. And it was amazing. It was so, so wonderful. And I think for our current students, there's... Something I'm sure most of you can recognize special about the Minerva community. Yeah. And a lot of that feels sometimes missing when you Mm, graduate. 100%. Yeah. Not that life after graduation is not beautiful in its own ways. But I think there is something that I think we all recognize is quite special about what it means to just be around Minervans. Exactly. And... Convivium was a really great place to, to just, do that. Yeah, to recapture yeah. that energy after so many years of not being together anymore. Yeah. And the next one is going to be in Pennsylvania. In the Poconos. In the Poconos. In the Catskills. Nam has been working very hard. Yes. With, a uh, lot of us have been working really hard. Nine of us to be. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's yes. a big group. Big group. Big. It's going to be phenomenal. So if you're an alum, please consider signing up because I would love to see you. Do it. I am forcing you over the internet. (laughs) Yes. Nam is reaching her hand through your phone. Shaking shaking you. you. Please. I would love to see you there. It's going to be wonderful. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things that they can expect if we are dreamscaping? We're closing our eyes. Yeah. We are imagining 2024. What are we seeing? 
we're forced, a group of people, we're gathering, we get on the bus mm -hmm. to go to the Poconos. Mm -hmm. Imagine the bus being full of all your friends. Mm -hmm. You're laughing, you're catching up, you're chatting, you're giggling, maybe you're singing a song, mm -hmm. you're doing the good Minerva thing for two or more years. Mm -hmm. We get on the bus, we drive, we get to this beautiful retreat. We're surrounded by amazing nature. The Catskills is beautiful. Think about the green leaves, think about the river. It's just beautiful. We get there, we gather, we commune. We're just in nature completely. Just think about being hugged by a forest. And, and your friends. And your friends. Oh, and your friends. They're yeah. definitely like hugging <laughs> you. It's gonna be amazing. I'm gonna be chilling by a private lake. Yeah. It's gonna be wonderful and, and slay. absolute slay. Yeah. And if you haven't signed up and you have questions, feel free to reach out to Nam or any of the organizers. They yeah. have plenty of answers for you. And for our current students, keep it in mind. I mean, it will yeah. be in your future. Yeah, um, it will be. And it's just another wonderful reason why I'm continuously grateful for our alumni community because this yeah. is not at all funded or yeah supported by minerva and we like it that way personally because then we can make it our own or is minerva funding it not yet yeah i mean we wouldn't mind <laughs> we wouldn't mind we'll yeah. take it we will take it yeah and if any of you end up coming into a lot of wealth and would like to support this yeah if you're um, rich rich we need your we're help we're so open to it we're so open <laughs> Donations welcome. Yes, donations are very welcome. <laughs> but your most welcome is your presence. Thanks, Ben. Yes, Thanks of course. Thanks for being such a good support. No, I want, but... yes. I mean, look, I'm not a planner, but I am just as invested as you are to get our people there. Because this is special. Like, this is really special. And it really is. You can ask anyone who was at the 2022 one. It's really something special. And yeah. I'm really... Excited we swear on the goddess Minerva. Yes. Truly. Truly Minerva goddess. Amen. We have been blessed. <laughs> okay, so we here at Humans Minerva like to end our podcast with quick fire round of questions. Oh, damn. Mm -hmm. So, when you're walking down the street, in the tube. Mm -hmm. In the tube. Tube. Music or podcasts? Music. Podcast. Ebook or physical book? Physical book. Okay. YouTube or... TikTok slash Instagram Reels. TikTok. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> My attention's bad. Yeah, no, I feel you completely. Yeah. Texting or phone calls? Phone calls. Okay. Phone calls, baby, all the way. Yeah. Oh, in addition, phone calls or FaceTime? FaceTime. Okay. The FaceTime. more I can sense, the better. Got it. Got it. Next step would just be like VR or something, right? Yeah. And if you could say one message to the entire world, what would it be? Life's too short. Just do, just do the thing. Awesome. Death is the ultimate gift. That Beautiful. is it. That Beautiful. is it. That's my thing. Get that on a poster. Will do. All right. Let's wrap up this episode. Nam Rata, if the Minervans want to reach you for any reason at all, what, what should they do? Where should they go? Get on my Instagram. In it's underscore, underscore. I am Two Nam. underscores. Yeah, because the other one was taken. What? Yeah, underscore I am Nam was taken. So I had to do two. What about zero underscores? That was also taken. Yeah. How many Namratas are there? 
The thing is, I love noms, I think. You know what? Slide into our Convivium DMs on Instagram. It's Convivium24. Yes. Better follow us. Exactly. The content is coming. The content is coming. It's coming. I'm just on vacation right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Nam is currently visiting in New York. All right. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. It has man. been an absolute pleasure. Oh my gosh, you're amazing. You're great. You're a great host. Thank you. Thank you very much. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and automatically get notified about new episodes on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at humansofnerva.podcast for all the latest updates and announcements. Thank you to our editor, Anli Lian, for working her magic on this episode. Oh, and special shout out to Mandy Nguyen, M19, for letting us borrow her professional podcast equipment to record this so if this sounds extra crisp, that's why. And you can look forward to her episode also coming up in the coming months. Thanks so much for listening to Humans of Minerva. See you next time.